This is from the book of Ruth. It's in chapter 2, verse 12. And it says this. Speak this over someone. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord. The God of Israel. Under whose wings you have now come to take refuge. Be blessed. Be rewarded. Please take your seat just for a moment. Today I'm going to just speak a little bit from the story of Ruth and Naomi, which is in a lovely story in the Old Testament, and it's about a mother and a, and a mother-in-law relationship. But actually, even though I'm going to talk about that, I'm talking to everybody in the house, so, so guys, don't switch off. And we, We've all got memories, most of us have, and you know, I just want to be sensitive to those of you who perhaps didn't have a traditional family, but... Most of us have got some memories of our mum, some of them both current and some of them that have passed, perhaps passed on. And, and um, Kathy and I lost our parents very early on in our time here at BCC and we, we, didn't, we didn't really let it out to the congregation too much because we didn't really know you well enough. If, if it would now, we would, we would have shared more, but hey, that's just what it was. And we've got a bit of a distance now from that and so... We can kind of talk about our parents, uh, you know, in fond memories. And if, if you've lost your mom and this is first Mother's Day, I, I know that's tough. Let's just acknowledge that. It's just hard. My, my mother was very animated. In fact, Kathy says, oh, you're just, just like your mother you are. And I'm thinking, who am I supposed to be like? You know, like somebody else's mother. And my mother was very animated, and so whatever was in her hands when she was talking to you, in fact, you know, that would be waved in your face. In fact, we used to have a coal fire with, uh, you know, real flames, and uh, she used to poke the fire with an iron rod, and, and the, the end of the fire would get hot and red. And when you were talking to her, sometimes she'd turn around and talk to you <laughs> with a poker in your face, you know. So the reason why I'm as crazy as I am is what part of my upbringing is I've had a poker waved in my face and like, oh man, I could be scarred at any moment. And um, my mum was, uh, you know, was kind of one of those people that, you know, if she lost it with you, she lost it with you. And she once hit me with a ham sandwich. <laughs> and it stuck to my face. And she was really mad at me when she hit me with the sandwich, you know, went, hit me with the... Now, I know that we can't do that and it's all PC today, but the ham sandwich hit my face and then the first layer of bread fell off and then the ham fell off and then the next layer of bread fell off and by the time I got to the third layer, she was laughing and she'd forgotten what I'd done. I probably deserved whatever it was. But as well as remembering our mums today and honouring that, that concept of, of that commitment that it takes... I actually want to talk to you, you personally. I just want to come alongside you today and I'm in one of those kind of spirit moods where me and Kathy wish we could take you back to the house and just chat around our fireplace if we had one. 
I want to talk to you personally about you. As well as encouragement from the Bible, I wonder how much you think the Bible and God knows about your situation. Or whether you think, oh, this is tough and this Christianity thing isn't really working. Can we try an experiment? Are you up for an experiment today? Anybody? Okay, the first two rows. Okay. Uh, let, me, let me just try something. Let's just see if the Bible is relevant. See, I believe that the Bible, it's like it's got wet ink all the time. I, I just think it, it connects. But let's just see. Uh, if you go to Ruth chapter 2, verse 11, I'm going to read this verse. And if this verse applies to your situation, would you please just stand to your feet? Is, is that okay? Okay, Boaz said to Ruth, I've been told about you and all what you have done for your mother-in-law. If you've ever cared for a relative who isn't a blood relative, would you stand to your feet? If you've consistently cared for a relative who's not a blood relative, would you please stand? Boaz said, yeah, God bless you. And then he said, I've heard about you since you have all you've done for your mother-in-law. This is in verse 11 in chapter 2. Since the death of your husband. If you've lost somebody, if you've lost a husband, or if you've lost someone, would you please stand to your feet? If you've lost a loved one, maybe recently or... Would you please stand to your feet? And then Boaz said... How you left your father and your mother. If you're here today and you've left relatives behind, would you please stand to your feet? If, you, if you've come to Birmingham and you've had to leave relatives behind, your father and mother's house, would you, would you please stand to your feet? And then Boaz said to Ruth, and you've left your homeland to come and live with a people that you did not know before. If you have left your homeland and if you've, you've come to get to know people that you didn't know before, would you please stand to your feet if that's you? If, you? if you're the sort of person that you have to get used to people that you don't know, is that you today? Have you started a job where you have to get to know people who you don't know? You are not alone. Have a look around you. The Bible and God knows what Ruth was going through. He knows what you're going through. The Bible's relevant to Ruth but it's relevant to you. Please, please take your seat. Thank you for joining in, just for that. You see, Naomi had some similar sacrifices as well. She loses loved ones. She's uprooted. She moves to another land. Uh, she has to cope with new people entering her family. How, are you? How many of you in that stage? Have you got your son-in-law with you today? You know, I've got two daughters, and we've got these two alien boys who've joined my family. Now, I love them. They are great. 
but it was a little bit getting used to them. You know, Naomi had to get used to other men coming into, and other, actually other women, which might be as worse, coming into her family. She had emotional, spiritual turmoil. She loses, I don't know whether you know this, but Naomi lost property. She just lost land. It was taken away from her. On this Mother's Day, let's not hide our losses, but let's hide our losses in Him. Let's, let's not just hide our struggles, but let's put our struggles in Jesus today. Amen, church. You see, God understands you, and if, and if your situation mirrors Ruth, here's the thing. For those of you who start, and for those of you who are kind of thinking, well, it kind of does, but I don't want to stand. Do you not think that if your situation mirrors Ruth's situation, then don't you think that you'll get the promise that Ruth got? That if you have got the similar struggles that she had, and you could say, oh yeah, the Bible identifies with me, then I wonder if you could also accept, therefore, that the promise that Ruth had could be embedded and pressed into your life. It's okay to connect in one way, but let's, why don't we connect spiritually? Let's go back to that promise. In ch verse, chapter 2, verse 12, it says, let's break it down. May the Lord repay you for what you've done. May you be richly rewarded uh, by the Lord God of Israel, who, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. There's four parts to this promise. That I, just, I just want to bless you and you receive this. The promise of the Lord is, as you enter into Ruth's situation, is may the Lord repay you for what you've done. And what that word repay means, in the original, it means that he replenishes everything that you've given out. So if you've given out for your in-laws and you've given out for your family, may the Lord repay you. It means that he fills up your emotional tank. If, if you will connect with him, he will put back into you that which you've given out. That's what that actually means. So can you receive a replenishing promise today where if you feel empty and all the effort that you've given out can you then say, oh God, can you put that back? Maybe during this service you could say, I need you to put something in, Lord. The second part of the promise is, may you be richly rewarded. And what that phrase, richly rewarded, means, if you look at it in the original, it means that you will receive your full wages that your, and that your effort deserves that it will bring a full return. You know, sometimes, and we are a happy, clappy church, and sometimes we give people a clap. God isn't going to just give you a clap, and, and as much as affirming that is. What God's going to do in your life is he's going to put in everything you need and richly reward you for everything that you've given out. That's his promise to you. He doesn't just say nice words, oh, well done. He says, okay, as well as the well done, I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you this, I'm going to provide for you here. Now, for those of you who are really dedicated Christians right now, you're thinking, oh, this is really nice, but Mark, get to the place where you tell us what to do. But can you just chill out for a bit and receive some good words? God is going to reward you 
and give you your full wages for the things that you have done. And some of you, you don't like this type of preaching because, because you just, oh, I, I don't want anything. Chill out now. God wants you to give you something. Can you hear an amen, church? God wants to give you something. The third part of this promise is this, that not only will you be richly rewarded, and, and you know that the, the New Testament says, uh, stand firm, brothers, oh, let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor for the Lord is not in vain. All this church stuff you're doing, all the stuff you're doing for your neighbors, for your friends, it's not in vain. God is going to put something back into your life. I know you feel a bit out of it, but he is going to reward you. But the third part of the promise is, is that the Lord covers you under his protective care. He says, I want you to come under my wing. Now, it's a really funny phrase because what it means is it does mean a wing like on a bird, but, but also in the Hebrew it means that he, fl- he throws his apron or he, th- he throws his flap over you. He throws a protective filter over you so that you don't get the full force of what you're going through. Some of you are going through some difficult things. And some of you have got situations where you're saying, this is hard, Lord. And you know what the Lord's saying? You know what? I have put a filter over your life so that it's not as hard as it would be had I not put my wing over your life. So I know that you're going through some hard things. I know that we can't just be idealistic today and feel like we've all got perfect lives. But you know what? God wants to place you under his flap. In fact, the New Testament says, for you died and your life is now hidden in Christ, in God. You're in Christ, in that circle, and then you are in that circle and you're placed in God. And you're under his protection. And he's filtering out the full force of what the enemy or even life would throw at you. He wants to say, look, I'm, I'm shielding it. You see, I, I've got my back to it and I've got my, I'm around you and I am blocking out lots of things that you wouldn't be able to stand. Because you're under his wing. And the fourth part of this promise is this, that God becomes your refuge or your permanent protection and security. I mean, I don't know about you, but but our country doesn't feel that secure at the moment. And I don't know what you're building your life on. And it's not that we're psychologically weak people that need a crutch. Man, there are times in my life I've needed a stretcher. I don't know about you. But, but God says, look, I want you to make me your protection, my ways your security. And, and actually, in this scripture where it says that It's the God of Israel whose wing you've come under. He identifies himself and he makes it a matter of his own personal honor to protect you. It's his own personal name at stake where he says, I will be your refuge. Now, this doesn't mean to say we're immune from situations. You've got situations. 
But you need to find your protection in the security of God and who he is and his ways. And that which you're going through will build into your life and make you stronger, not bitter. The psalmist said this in Psalm 71 verse 1. He says, in you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. What you are going through right now, God is going to use it and turn it around. He's, he's awesome at recycling pain. He, he takes pain and it comes at you as pain and it hits his hand and he turns it to your development. And sometimes you feel pain, but he's just awesome at doing that. So, so what I want to say to you is, what are you building your life on? What are you running to for your security? If you run to him, he'll turn things and it'll change. So here we've got a great promise. He's going to repay you. He's going to fill your emotional tank. He's going to reward you richly. He's not just going to say, well done. He's going to actually put things in your life that you need. He covers you with a shield. It's like a, in, the, in the original, it just means he puts a flap over your life. So that it's like a filter that, that blocks the full force of things. And then he personally says, hey, it's down to me to protect your life. And it's my honor about it. So anything that hits you, he turns it so that he can make you better. So whatever you're going through right now, run to the Lord. That's the promise. So how can we access... How can we get into coming under his wing? By the way, I'm wearing green today because I wanted to greet you from Ireland. I was there last week. And uh, those folks are following you on Facebook and they just think that you're an awesome church. And I said, well, that's the Facebook story. And they say, well, they, you're just ordinary, I know you're just ordinary people, but we just love what you do. So understand that you're being a great witness and there's a church in the Philippines that is, that is looking to you. There's a church in India that's looking to you. And there's churches around the nation that are looking to you. So why don't we run to the Lord and be as strong as we can be? Do, do you know what I'm saying? So when we often talk about being under a wing or coming under a covering, and particularly some of, the, some of our ladies have kind of felt the, the kind of the glass ceiling of this. When we talk about being under a covering, it's, it's almost like uh, I'm a weak person who, who can't go any higher, so I've got to stay under that. And that's not what God means when he says, come under my wing. What he means is, come into a freedom space where you can be everything I've called you to be and you can receive strength from me and I can enable you to do more than you ever could do. That's what coming under the covering and the wing of the Lord means. When you, when you come under His care and protection. So please, don't psychologically or subliminally think, oh, I'm coming under a covering. That means that I, I'm just a little bit of a weak person and I, I can't do as much. It doesn't mean that at all. What I want to say to you is when we come under the wing of the Lord, He, he provides several things for you. And I want to just highlights on some of the highlights from the story of Ruth 
of how you actually come under the protection of the Lord. First of all, for Ruth, to come under the wing of the Lord, she had to come under the relational wing that God provided for her. He gave her what he called a kinsman redeemer to stop her falling off the bottom. I'm going to say this word, and it's bad in our culture right now. He gave her a backstop. Please forgive me. And if you understand what the backstop is, forget that one. Understand this. He gave her a legal guardian that says, I will act as your guarantor. I will act as somebody who, if you've got nothing, I will catch you. Naomi said uh, to her this, Boaz was their kinsman redeemer. Chapter 2 verse 20 says, The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He was not, he's not stopped showing kindness to the living and the dead. She added, this man is one of our close relatives. He is our guardian redeemer or kinsman redeemer. He's our legal guardian. Now, get this. So Ruth, is this foreign woman who comes with her Israelite mother-in-law to a place that she doesn't know. And her mother-in-law says, look, we've got to start building our lives so you go and work in that field. So they choose some... Now, for those of you listening on download or podcast, I'm doing quotes here. She, she chooses some random field... Some field of someone she does not know. And that just, here's the quotes, happens to be someone who is her close relative through Naomi who becomes the backstop guardian, legal guardian who catches her. I want to just say to you, God's got your life. In all the randomness, in all the things that you think, I wonder if God knows about this, he has every single detail of your life and he can arrange the pieces so that he can connect you properly so that your life is protected. But if you, one of the things that Ruth had to learn was is to connect with the relationships that God was putting in her life. Kathy and I, before we uh, came to this church, we, we were pastors of a church in a place called Letchworth. It's a leafy garden city in North Hertfordshire. And uh, one day I went to the, uh, what we call here the Wednesday Fellowship or the Silver Lining Club or, well, let's just say what it is. It's the old folks meeting, okay? <laughs> and uh, there have been people in that church who've been in that church a really long time. And, and as I do sometimes, I don't know what gets into me. I ask stupid questions. And so I said, am I not the most handsome pastor you've ever had in this church? Which, which you open yourself up, don't you? And there were seven old ladies who all went, oh no. Oh, Pastor Hill. 1934 to 1938. <laughs> he had one hand. Oh, but he was gorgeous. And I'm thinking, 
I've uncovered something in this church. All these ladies just talked about Pastor Hill. I got to talking to him about him. Pastor Hill, one lady said, he visited me in the sanatorium, which was like a convalescent home, before there was in real NHS that really got going, and before there were modern drugs, and he said he prayed me through from tuberculosis. Oh yeah, and he helped me when my son was being conscripted and going off to war. And he prayed us through that. And in the end, I was thinking, man, I love Pastor Hill. (laughs) You know, God's going to put people in your life, relationally, and they may not be your friends, actually. I'm not just talking friendship here. It may be pastors, and it may be teachers, and it may be people who you can look to. And you need to open your heart to the people that God has given you. And that's how you come under his wing. Some, some of you are so distant. It, it, the only people who speak into your life is you. And yet, what would have happened if Ruth... In fact, I'm going to say what would have happened. If Ruth had said, you know what? I really don't fancy Boaz. Lord, can you not send somebody else? I really want to listen to somebody else. And we are so picky and choosy, but God arranged Boaz to come into her life. Who has God arranged to come into your life that you need to listen to so that you can be protected and so you can be led on? That will often be some of your pastors, but are you the one who directs you completely? See, to come under the wing of the Lord... Also, what happened to Ruth was he gave her a wing of opportunity, or he gave her an opportunity. In Ruth chapter 2, verse 21, it says that Ruth the Moabite said, He even said to me, Stay with my workers until they finished harvesting all my grain. Ruth, I've given you an opportunity here so that you can start building your life. And like Ruth, Sometimes we have to stay in the opportunity where there's a harvest, where there's fruit, where there's not lots of dead ends. In fact, if your life is filled with lots of dead ends, if it's filled with obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, then you need to look for the fruit of opportunity. And maybe you're not coming under the wing of the Lord because you have fixed in your mind, I'm going to do this I've always wanted to do this, and I must do this, and God's not called you to that, and God's trying to send people, he's trying to close doors, but you're soldiering on, and you're telling yourself you're being faithful, but there's no fruit. And God's saying, I'm trying to open an opportunity, walk in it. When God closes a door, he opens other doors. And if no doors are open, sit under the protection of him as a refuge. And God will open things for you. Are you missing fruitful opportunities?
Third thing, if you want to come under the wing of the Lord, to come under his wing, you need to come under his spiritual wing. Let's read this promise again. May the Lord repay you for what you've done. Maybe you've been richly rewarded by the Lord, the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you've come to take refuge. You see, Boaz was speaking into Ruth, and the, and the story wasn't ended. This is halfway through the story. This is before the proposal of marriage. This is before she knew what was going to happen. And yet Boaz speaks into her and says, you are in a promise place. And whatever situation you're going through right now, you need to ask yourself, God, what is your promise in this situation? And the way that we access the spirituality of the Lord and come under a spiritual uh, place in the Lord is that we say to ourselves, I'm going to live by the promises of God, not just by the circumstance and the situation that I find myself in. Now, in our nation right now, I know that it's very easy to say this, and we're all a little bit disappointed about what's being said to us, whichever way of the argument you fall on, or whatever political persuasion you are, We're all a bit dubious about, well, you've said that, but this isn't happening. I want to say to you, when God says something to you, it will happen. It will happen. Now, we have just prophesied and made some promises over some children, and they may take take 20 years to play out, but whatever God says, His Word comes to pass. Now you have to say, and this is how you come under the wing of the Lord and into spirituality. You have to say, Lord, for my situation right now, what's the promise? What's the word? What's the truth you want me to base my life on? Some of you are struggling with older children who are not in the Lord. And God wants to speak to you and a promise about that so that you can know what to do. Instead of worrying and striving, he wants to breathe promise into your life. What's the promise? You are a child of promise. I don't want to be a person of problem. I want to be a child of promise, don't you? So today, understand that you've already got some promises that have already been given to you. All you have to do is walk in them. Now, I don't want to get into, you know, oh, I claim my healing and therefore, you know, I'm, even though I'm uh, limping along, I'm claimed I'm really, really not sick. That's not what I'm talking about. God promises to breathe strength into the very fabric of your life. Will you now pause and just simply say, God, what are you saying? To come under the wing of the Lord, you have to open your heart. Last thing. To come under the wing of the Lord, you have to come under the wisdom of the Lord. Or the advice of the Lord. And it's linked sometimes to the people who he's giving you. God will always promise you a course of action or show you a course of action that you have to follow. If you look at Ruth chapter 3 verse 5, 
it, it, Ruth says to, uh, excuse me, Naomi says to Ruth, listen to this for advice. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down and he will tell you what to do. And Ruth said, I will do everything that you say. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm in bed with Kathy and she pulls the duvet back and leaves my feet exposed, I'm going to be saying, what are you doing? But you have to understand what the advice is. In the context of the day, and this will help you understand the book, when she lies down at Boaz's feet, it's a sign of submission. When she uncovers his feet, it's a sign of, I will, I will do what you want me to do. And so Ruth has to say, okay, I don't know this man. Really, I don't know him. He seems like a kind man. And you're giving me this wisdom and this advice. I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to do it. I wonder if God has been giving you truth and advice for a while and you've been not doing it. You know, it's stra- this is strange advice and you have to understand the context to do it. It's, it's about, I trust you and I will follow you. That's what that meant. How about you? Are you under the wing of the Lord when he wants to give you wisdom? Or have you been resisting that wisdom for a long time? And therefore, when we read promises like you're under the wing of the Lord and and he's a refuge and a, and a reward to you, and you're standing there going, no, not to me, it's not working. It will work for you if you come under the relational wing, if you open your heart to the people he's giving you in your life, whether that's a pastor or whether that's a friend or somebody you can speak in. You will come under the wing of the Lord if you will make sure that you walk in the opportunities that the Lord is opening for you instead of just banging on in a course that's a dead end. You'll come under the wing of the Lord when you come to the place of accepting that there is a promise for your situation and pausing and trying to hear God for that promise, but actually living out the promises of God. And you'll come under the wing of the Lord when you Decide, I'm going to listen to the wisdom that the Lord has. And then you'll follow that. Please stand with me if you will. I wonder if you just, we could kind of close. I'm going to ask some of you to come for prayer in a few moments and And for those of you who are guests amongst us, sometimes what we do is we ask some of our regular members, or or you could come as well, and we just pray for people. Because we want to be humble that we all need a little bit of help. And if you're a guest here today, we'd love to pray with you. We're not going to prophesy anything weird into your life. We're going to be responsible with that. But I wonder if we could just close as we started by you place your hand on somebody's shoulder and let's proclaim this promise over their lives.
May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May the Lord richly reward you. May the God of Israel bring you under his wing. In whom you have come now to take refuge. Whose wing, whose flap, whose shield are you under? We're going to sing a song. And we want to say thank you, Mum, for everything that you've done, everything that you're doing. But if you're in a situation where you say, I just want to bring that under the, under the attention, under the care of the Lord, in a few moments I'm going to ask you to come forward and we're just going to pray blessing over your life. But let's sing first and let's just worship Him as a whole group. Thank you, Pastor Kevin.